Welcome to the number one sports, TV, and film podcast in the land, Couch Talks with Mark Anthony. I am he. And as always, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening via your audio podcast app or if you head over to YouTube and you're watching it because you like the visual, thank you so much for your support. Please subscribe so you can be notified of new episodes that drop. So we're going to make a little adjustment to the format. Um, so anybody who listened to the first episode, I had TV and film and sports together. And I felt like it wasn't going to work because of the time frame that I'm trying to do the podcast in. So I kind of felt like it wouldn't work. Um, and then I got some great feedback uh, that it, it just didn't it didn't flow good. So what we're going to do is every Saturday you'll get two episodes. You'll get a sports episode and you'll get a TV and film episode. And on Wednesday you get a sports episode. So Wednesday and Saturday, two sports episodes and a TV and film episode. No TV and film episode this week, uh, just in the format, a little bit of what I want to do. Um, so next week, Wednesday, new episode, sports. Saturday, new episode, sports, and new episode, TV and film. Uh, the TV and film episode next week that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk top trilogies, which is going to be a great stage for debate, anybody listening to it. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to review the Bad Boys 3 movie. And also review The Old Guard, which uh, just came out on Netflix with Charlize Theron. And she is making a name for herself as a producer. I mean, she produced Atomic Blonde, The Old Guard, Atomic Blonde 2 that's coming out. And then there's a new actress, Kiki Lane. Uh, she was in um, If Bill Street Could Talk. Uh, it was one of the movies she was in. Bill Street Could Talk, Native Son, and now The Old Guard. Young African-American actress. She's making a name for herself. So we're going to discuss that next Saturday on Couch Talks. So let's get into this episode. We're going to talk about, which is something so near and dear to my heart, was the decision by LeBron James. So ESPN released a, 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 a little episode uh, backstory, the decision, where they look back all those years later, uh, all these years later, they look back and they they interview people and they talk to people and you got to see and hear some things. I know I heard some things that I didn't know before. Um, and just to take on it overall, I, I think especially for Cleveland fans and there's a, 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 a billion LeBron fans. Um, it's a good topic to talk about. So uh, the episode is done by Don Van Nata Jr. Um, and what the first thing I learned which I had heard rumors, but I didn't know it was true. And if you're a Cleveland fan, we didn't do research on the back on uh, the decision. We ain't doing no research on that. Once the once the words Cleveland didn't come out of his mouth, if you was a Cavs fan at that time or a Cleveland diehard fan, you shut everything out, LeBron. Anyone had nothing to do with it. Uh, and I'll go into why personally myself, why I was upset. Um, and it's probably a little bit different than everybody else. Because uh, I think everybody should make the decision that's best for them. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. So the first thing I learned that I didn't know, but I had heard rumors, but I wasn't sure, is the idea came from a fan. And uh, Bill Simmons, who used to be over at ESPN, he pitched it to LeBron's and them team, uh, and they ran with it. They liked it. And I am uh, I'm shocked that it came from a fan. I'm shocked that ESPN uh, liked the format in itself at all. I love the part that, um, which I'm sure, like when you hear LeBron talk about it, what pushed him so much was the financial benefit to the Boys and Girls Club. 
And, you know, if you remember the decision, all those kids was out, you know, behind them and they were, you know, there and ESPN gave, you know, total ad revenue for that hour show uh, to the Boys and Girls Club. So that part, I think, was was awesome, of course, and really good. If we get down to the decision itself, the first thing now, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? We've seen LeBron for the last 10 years. We've seen him in interviews and in movies. We've seen him under questioning now. And if you go back and watch the decision, you'll be like, oh, wow. Like back then, he didn't look nervous to me or uncomfortable. But when you, if you watch the backstory on ESPN and they talk about how uncomfortable he was and he did look nervous, like because if you watch it now compared to what we know of LeBron nowadays, oh, he looked really nervous and extremely uncomfortable. And I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but at that time, I don't think LeBron's team trusted ESPN. And if you don't know, ESPN gave them total control over everything, you know, the format, the host gave them total control over everything. And I just don't think LeBron and his team uh, really trusted ESPN at the time. Jim Gray, let's talk about this host. At the time, most of us was just like, okay, I, I need to see what he gonna say. But when you sit there and you watch the interview and I'm talking about then, not now, not what we know now, but just sitting there watching the interview, I remember saying, why is Jim Gray doing this? And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe he didn't want a certain host because it would have gave uh, an inclination as to where he was going. And he wanted to get, you know, somebody who couldn't be tied to any rumor. Because at that time, anybody could, who could have host, like Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon, <clears throat> Bill Simmons himself, anybody that could have hosted had already gave an opinion about where they thought LeBron was going. So I feel like they chose Jim Gray. Uh, one, he was a part of the original team when the pitch happened. He was close to the people who made the pitch. But I also think that LeBron's team was was good with it, despite what they say. I think they were good with it because it didn't give any inclination. And I also don't think they trusted nobody. But what you find out is LeBron didn't even know what he was going to do, uh, really, until it came out of his mouth. And even after then, he did. I don't even if if you remember. You heard stories, maybe he'll take it back. But we all know Dan Gilbert ruined that. Way to go, Dan. So one of the the, the shocking things that for, for me was Kanye was in was in the house before all this happened. I, I don't even know where Kanye like it just looked odd. Like you don't there's not a lot of you know, there's definitely things out there of, of LeBron and uh Jay-Z and LeBron and Jay Drake. But back then, you ain't Kanye wasn't even really nowhere to be around. So that was kind of like odd to me, uh, but whatever. But the the main thing as far as show production that was shocking to me at the time, like I said, from a Cleveland fan, you're looking at it. All you're focused on is what is LeBron saying? When you go back and watch it, it's like, man, the production wasn't like the best. It wasn't like an ESPN produced show. And I think that if they had to redo it all over again, I think ESPN would have kept some creative control. Could have got it approved by LeBron's team, but it would have kept creative control, picking the holes, how the production was, how the setup was, input on the questions. I mean, Jim Gray was asking questions like, are you still a nail biter? Like, he about to make, 
the biggest decision of his life. He got a whole city and state hanging on his every word. And he asked him if he was a nail biter. Lord, oh, my gosh. So to know that Jim Gray, LeBron and his team were together before the show. And then because when I watched it. Like I said, at the time, you really wasn't paying attention to. But when you go, if you go back and watch it, which I have over these years, went back and watched it. I'm like, does he even know the questions he's asking? Like, I don't even think in, in Jim Gray's mind, I don't think he was prepared. I think the show was too long. I think it being an hour long, it just it was too long. It was too it was too hard to stretch it. And the questions just were not good. And then the answers from LeBron, you could tell how uncomfortable he was and how that didn't seem good either. Uh, so that was a shock to know that they have had been together now. I understand the side of it. They wanted it to be authentic. They wanted it to be unique. I think they thought the show itself would flow a little bit better. I think had they had a different host, uh, Bill Simmons, Stephen A., Michael Wilbon, if they would have had a better host, a host being more connected to LeBron, more connected to the NBA, because I, I don't even, Jim Gray, I, I don't think he's ever, I don't even know what he's done since then. I don't think he's done anything for the NBA since then. Um, having a person more connected to the NBA would have had those fill-in questions be a little bit better. All right, so now let's talk about the hard part, the decision itself. Now, for me, me personally, I don't blame LeBron for wanting to leave. These are the challenges. So... Four years before, LeBron was asked, you know, would he leave Cleveland and would he chase rings? Would he go to a team to that was better suited around him or had more money or was better focused about building around him in a better way? Would he go and chase the ring? And he was so against that. And I do. I think that was his personality, you know, a couple years before. I think it was 2006 they asked him that. Um a couple years before, I think that was his personality was, no, I'm not chasing rings. I just love the game of basketball. So when he left to build the the super team, I think that, you know, let's just be real. LeBron is one of the rare athletes that besides the decision, and I think it's an unfair mark on him because it's a decision. The way he did it, yeah, but he don't have a public scandal out here. And I think that people kind of nitpick at ways to try to chop at his character. He came into the NBA wealthy because he would he had like a hundred million dollar contract with Nike at like 17. So LeBron, his team around him has kept him so well uh, insulated and to be that famous and that wealthy and not have a bunch of, you know, uh, slanderous stories out here is huge. So I think that was a little bit of a nitpick to say, well, you said you wasn't chasing rings and now you're chasing rings. And personally, I think LeBron was always chasing rings. I think early in his career, he said what he thought he should say because that's how he was groomed. And I get that. But anybody playing in the NBA is chasing a ring. Now, would he leave a team to chase a ring? I think he left the team to win. That, I mean, the, the Cavs had every opportunity to put a team around him. Now, this is where my dislike of what happened comes in. 
there were a number of superstars that would come to Cleveland the year before the decision, the year before his last year. They would come if LeBron would sign an extension. He was like, I'm not signing the extension. So the free agents they could have got and the trades they could have made, players backed out and said, well, if, if he don't know if he's going to be there, I'm not coming there. When that was out, I was 100% convinced at that moment that he wasn't staying. Because for someone who wants to win, so motivated, it's in Cleveland, the perfect scenario, I think going into his last year, he was fed up. I think that there's more to him and Dan Gilbert behind the scenes. I think it's more to him, his team, and the Cavs organization behind the scenes. And I think he was done. You could tell in that Boston game, he's walking off and he couldn't wait to get that Cavs jersey up. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, he's leaving. And even though uh, part of me was like, okay, maybe he's just mad. Maybe he's just mad because they lost. He's frustrated. And that's why I looked like that. But over the summer, you know, give it a couple weeks, he's going to change his mind. And then this is the big part for me. I don't even, once he said he was doing it this way, a show the decision right in front of the whole world. I'm like, there's no way he's going to diss his hometown in front of the whole world. If he wasn't staying in Cleveland, he wouldn't do something like this on national TV. So I'm like, okay, maybe he was mad. Maybe there's just some, some contract issues we didn't know, or maybe some of the free agents and trades LeBron just didn't want. That's why he didn't sign. You know, when you're a fan, a Cleveland fan at that, and you're a diehard, you'll start making stuff up to, to, to make it make sense to you in order for you to be okay being a fan in Cleveland. Um, and if you know anything about Cleveland sports, you understand that. So when he made the announcement that they was doing the decision, in my mind, I'm like, okay, there's no way he's going to diss Cleveland. There's no way he's not going to choose Cleveland. Being on national TV, there's no way he's not going to do it. Once he started the sentence, I'm going to take my talents. That was it. I was like, oh, it's over. He's, he's not coming back. Like, and then the other thing for me is, like I said, looking back now, he looked crazy nervous and uncomfortable. But then as the interview went on, I'm like, man, something don't, it don't, he don't look like he feel right. But I thought it was just because it was the biggest decision he had made. I didn't think it was, um, you know, nothing crazy behind it or he felt that way because he was about to diss his home state in front of the entire nation. Um, so that's a challenge. And I think that for a lot of us Cleveland fans, the fact that if you were leaving Cleveland, we felt LeBron could have done two things better. Like I said, let me, let me make, the, make sure I make this caveat. Those, that Boys and Girls Club, getting the money from the ad revenue is life-changing for them. So none of us can be like real life mad at LeBron. We can be sports mad, but you can't be real life mad at that move from a life perspective because he changed lives with it, right? Now, we could all say it's better ways he could have done it. He could have just gave the money himself. He could have done a post-decision uh, show, which I think would have been really good or just as good, probably even better. Uh, so the two things I didn't like was one, he, he went on national TV in distant city. Right. But the second thing is if you knew you was leaving and 
from what I understand and everything that I've been told, little back channels here and there, as much as they may say things different now, the impression that he left was, I'm not leaving Cleveland. And then he just cut off all communication. So if you cared about your city, for those that don't know, Cleveland isn't the most um, you know, financially strong city. We're not a financially weak city, but like if you look at our inner city schools, if you look at our police and fire, we're not a financially strong city. In the playoffs, just the playoffs, I don't know about the regular season, but in the playoffs, when LeBron played in Cleveland, the revenue on game days was $7 million more than an average day. That's a day. So that type of revenue that you're producing for the city and the state that you say you love, which I believe he does, to not set the Cavs up better. So one, to go on national TV and leave. And then two, you could have said, I'm leaving. Don't say nothing, but I get I get they didn't trust them. You can tell there was so much of a lack of trust with Dan Gilbert and the organization. I think in a different era, LeBron would have set the team up differently because there's things that could have happened. They could have, uh, you know, went to free agents who, quote unquote, didn't want to play with LeBron and say, hey, we're going to bring you in. But you ain't got to worry. LeBron ain't going to be here next year or whatever. I just think he could have done a better job of setting the team up. Like I said, this is a fan's perspective. I am a Cavs fan, uh, a, a, a Cleveland sports fan. So it's a it's a fan perspective. It's not, um, you know, I think he's he made horrible decisions just from a sports perspective. I think he could have set the team up to be successful without him because we went from like really good to like really bad. Right. So supposedly on the plane ride and, you know, after the show on the plane, I don't think LeBron was convinced. I, when he said it, I don't think he was convinced. I think it was what he wanted to do. Ultimately, I think he would have done it anyway. But Dan Gilbert sealed the fate of the Cavs. And let me just say this. I give LeBron and his team so much props because I don't know how many people could have a letter like that written about them and then go back and make the person who wrote the letter to you extremely even more wealthy than he is. That let me know, you know, LeBron coming back, he left a great scenario. Pat Riley, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, even though we know Bosh's health took a turn, that that makeup, that franchise, he, he left a dream scenario. You could tell his heart wanted to go back and correct what he did by leaving. Um, the letter was uh, disrespectful, horrible. It was written from a it, it, it sounded like it was written from a, a, a teenage fan, a 16 year old teenage fan who's just mad. Uh, I personally feel it was, and I'm not going to say, how can I say this? I'm not going to say it had race undertones, like racism undertones, but it definitely had culture undertones of this is where I am and you down here and this is where you are. Even saying stuff like we're going to win the championship before you do. That's anybody who knows sports, especially a sports owner, knew that wasn't going to happen. He was teaming up. Everybody knew Miami was going to win a championship. 
We ain't, I ain't know nobody knew if they were going to win every year, but every everybody knew Miami was going to win championships. So that letter to me, I was shocked that the the letter didn't prevent LeBron from coming back. I also believe the letter is the reason why LeBron isn't in Cleveland now, because I think from LeBron's perspective, true enough, making money, doing movies. I also think where his kids go to school, I think everything played a part in wanting to go to L.A. I also think LeBron wants to win championships with three different teams, and he also wants to align, align himself with one of the, the greatest sports teams in history, the Lakers. So I think he's trying to surpass Michael Jordan and Kobe, and he's trying to do it in a unique way that fits into his life. Um, but any Cleveland sports fan, we can never speak – Anything negative. I'm a LeBron fan. I, I like LeBron. I think he's good. Uh, the one aspect about Miami I think us as fans didn't like, LeBron being the bad guy, the mean guy, that wasn't him. That's just not his demeanor. It's not how he is. Um, and I think it affected his game. He played amazing in Miami, but he's done interviews and said that wasn't me. I wasn't having the fun. I didn't enjoy it as I did because everywhere he go, he was getting booed. He was getting booed everywhere. When you listen to the Miami teammates talking about how coming back to Cleveland, it was almost fear. I think people were in fear. I think fans are stupid, just for the record. The the length that people was taking. I did, look, am I upset he left Cleveland? Yeah, but I'm not burning no jersey or burning no shoes or calling him out his name. Man, people crazy. Uh, <laughs> just crazy. So... Where we stand now with LeBron, I think he'll always be a legend in Cleveland. I personally feel LeBron James will come back to Cleveland and finish his career. I know that's going to be arguable and debatable. Somebody yelling in their car right now. I think he'll come back to Cleveland. I think he'll finish his career here. I think that he wants to buy the Cavs, but I think it's going to be extremely hard for him to do it from Dan Gilbert. I think if Dan Gilbert can sell the team to a like a mid-owner or like to a group and then LeBron could come in and buy the team, but I can't see LeBron and Dan Gilbert sitting across from each other and actually being able to hash out a deal where LeBron pays Dan Gilbert a bunch of money. I can't see that happening. I, I think he'll finish his career here, I hope. I think he'll come back maybe for his last year. But honestly, I believe, the legacy of LeBron uh, being one of the best players. And I think he wants to do something else, which is I think he wants to play with his son in the league. So I think wherever his son get drafted, if LeBron is going into his last year, I believe that's where LeBron will go. I am uh, excited to see how the Lakers do this year. Um, I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited for the future of the Cavs. I think they're young again. Um, but I think they got to get their mind going on the direction. So shout out to ESPN for doing a, a backstory, going back to remind us what was it like in that decision. I think it helped everybody see it from a different perspective. Feelings are all calmed down now. Had did, had they did that like, you know, six years ago, it wouldn't have been good. So at the end of the day, the decision helped a whole bunch of people, helped change boys and girls' lives was a huge slap in the face to the state of Ohio. I also feel it's the one thing LeBron regrets, and he earned that. He earned the ability to have one regret. So shout out to LeBron. Shout out to the Cavs. Uh, 
as always, you know how it is here. If you want to connect, go to oneman3podcast.com. Uh, one man, the number three podcast.com. Follow me on any social media at username one man number three podcast. One man number three podcast. Uh, check back in. Make sure you subscribe. Wednesday sports show coming. Next Saturday sports show coming. And a TV and film show coming next Saturday. I appreciate you. It's an honor to have uh, your ear and your time in these situations. So until the next episode, peace.